So we see this very common uh, concept in the world, um, often referred to in the West as these uh, so-called polarity teachings, but it shows up in pretty much everything one way or another, which is this concept of the masculine and the feminine and how do the masculine and the feminine energies work within the human And in these sort of so-called polarity teachings and much, 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 much broader than where people are using that language, people are teaching versions of if you are in a biologically male body, then you need to focus on this kind of embodying or being uh, or expressing through this lens of so-called masculine energy. And if you are in a biologically female body, then you have to do the same, but from this so-called feminine energy. And this is a like the final sort of like end game of the distortion of infinity energy and the way in which infinity energy, which contains both of what we sometimes think of as masculine and feminine energy, but I'm going to give some different language for that later. Infinity energy contains both of those. And if you see them as sort of like two circles nested right on top of each other, and then (coughs) you pull them apart and twist the circle, you get what we currently think of as the infinity symbol, which is that sideways eight. But that is a distortion and it is creating, it's a kind of an interference of placing essentially kind of a filter to interfere or distort the view of these creational energies. So what I want us to be able to work with here is to start to decouple all of these energies as we start to talk about them from the idea of masculine and feminine and in particular and most importantly and we may you know come to a place where we kind of can use masculine and feminine sometimes as shorthand but most importantly to decouple this from the idea of the human form as we understand it currently because there are aspects of the human form of the biology and the human form that also are going to be correcting themselves and opening correctly in the evolutionary leap ahead into homo lumens that will shift. And, just, and we don't need to focus there. We're just going to leave it at that. But essentially, we have to. I'm, I want to also nest this within a concept that I speak of fairly often, which is to encourage us to decenter humans in our stories about the world. Okay, so, all right, so I want to talk about, I think the language that has been making the most sense to me to use at this time, and of course we always understand that words are spells, so when we are using words, we are casting spells, and we want to cast wisely, and we want to understand that that is, sounds very esoteric and magical, and it is, And it is also simple human neurobiology that 
language and hearing words and speaking words is actually what then is forming certain brain neural circuitry. Okay, so the words that I'm feeling to use, I want to talk about alpha and omega as these two energies that flow together, making up infinity. And then I want to remind you and bring into the conversation as a third thing, the deep sacred current of life force. So where we are shifting as we move away from polarity and duality into trinity, into creating from and as the trinity, we have life force, we have alpha, we have omega. Creation, when it's coming from this trinity, uses all three of these. And it is a natural, the natural flow of creation, of creational energies to expand and to contract. This is correct. And the rhythms of how much and how big and how fast do we expand and how much and how big and how fast do we contract. As we're going, these are all specific to the beings and the creations themselves. So in the alpha, I want you to also think about the alpha energy as white hole energy. It is an instigating energy. It pushes out. And we talk about the white hole, the esoteric white hole, inside the star center, inside the human, in the Founder Code's work, where that opening of that esoteric white hole within you, within your new star center, which is inside your energy body, roughly between your kidneys and your anatomy as a map, and through that white center as it organically opens in correct rhythm with you and begins to dilate very similarly to how a cervix dilates and begins to bring through, to push through, the energies and into your biology of your original self. So just kind of white hole, pushing out, dilating, opening, pushing out, instigating. It's where, and so most humans have been identifying this instigating, pushing out energy as masculine which tears it away when they do these polarity teachings from women who actually push out life, literally and physically. So there's a tearing and a distortion that is happening when we're saying this is how men have to be and and women can't be this way, in the same way as when we talk about how women have to be and men can't be this way, and we'll go there in a minute. And so then in the omega, this is also like the black hole. So this is, I mean, it is black hole energy. It pulls everything into it. It is endings. It is receiving. 
it obliterates everything in order to create new. And so you can see kind of the alpha and the omega in a cycle together, almost sort of black to back to back, excuse me, this kind of black hole, white hole relationship where everything comes into the black hole and it's like, whoop, and then the new configuration after whatever the gestational period is pops out the white hole on the infinite, ever open flowing creational energy loop which is an open loop always throughout every aspect of its loop, informed by, animated by, run by life force, the deep sacred current of life force, which animates and moves through all things. So as we push out things, as we instigate things, as we birth things out that white hole, that alpha energy is in play. And that's where a lot of what we talk about kind of as sort of doing and bringing into form happens. But it's not exclusively about action because there's an element of beingness, the correct, if you will, kind of versions of beingness that underlie the whole circle, the whole cycle of white hole to black hole, of alpha to omega, right? And that beingness is the rhythm of life force underneath, within, throughout this whole kind of rhythm of it. And then in this omega black hole, right, we have this. So then one of the things that comes up a lot in so-called polarity teachings where these concepts that I'm talking about remove or ignore or forget about the deep sacred current of life force, which is the third thing, it's really the first thing, but right, um, of this trinity, what ends up happening is that they say, okay, so this sort of white hole alpha energy is the masculine, is the man, and this um, black hole omega energy is the feminine, is the woman, and everybody has to kind of adhere to these patterns, and if they don't, then they're not kind of being correct, whatever that looks like. And so then one of the issues that comes up a lot is about safety, and then we also have this other issue that comes up about what I call provider energy. I'm going to leave provider energy off to the side for the moment. So safety, and I'm putting that in quotes, if you can hear me, kind of like air quotes, right? So sort of safety derives from the degree to which the flow of the deep sacred current of life force through this whole alpha, omega, black hole, white hole, creational infinity loop, the degree to which the flow of life force is open and free to be as it is correctly to be in that particular whatever it is versus constricted. When it is constricted, then we become increasingly feeling not safe. Right. So open, safe, constricted, not safe, reductive. But you see what I mean? And of course, there can be gradations of that where it's like what's partially constricted. And so what's going on here, we can see that people have essentially kind of 
mistakenly identified contraction with the natural expansion and contraction rhythms of this creational cycle that I have described have mistakenly kind of mm, uh, connected that into this constriction, this throttling or bottling up or stopping of the flow of deep sacred current of life force. And this is where safety is an issue. Safety is not the purview or the job of one or the other in the infinity loop, the alpha, omega, the black hole, the white hole. It is not the job of the masculine or the man to provide safety for the feminine. This is just incorrect. This is part of the distortion that has, it's playing itself out and we're coming to kind of the end game. I feel energetically we have concluded the energy game of that with all of the shifts that have just occurred. But humans are going to need to do the work of understanding and unpacking this in their mental models, in their brains, and then shifting it somatically within their bodies as part of the work of a fully kind of integrating so that they can shift into the new game, whatever that will be for each of them. So safety is a function of to what degree are we allowing life force to flow. The alpha and omega is in every being. It's in you, all of it. It's in me, all of it. And the degree to which I am allowing life force to flow through me fully instead of in a constricted sort of trickle trickle way, little drips and drops, will decide both how mm, fully and effectively and correctly am I in my creational cycle and having the experiences that I want or feeling unsafe, constricted, and not having the experiences that I want. And so in the polarity teachings, we have externalized who's responsible for that. No one else is responsible for that but you. And we have a human experience currently in the collective that is just rife with external circumstances that create physical lack of safety. So we have externalized this so greatly Matter has organized around the energy of how greatly we have externalized this to create societies in which virtually everyone who lives in them is physically, literally unsafe. But that is all essentially kind of the end product of this internal energetic distortional problem. So... The last piece that I want to say about this is about provider energy. So the relationship that the human has with what I call provider energy will inform the degree to which the human is able and which is also willing to allow life force to flow through them and animate 
everything that they're experiencing and therefore the creational flow will allow the bringing into form and the gestational cycles to occur correctly, to occur at the optimal uh, uh, level that matches with your being's design. And by your being, I mean like your whole being, your cosmic self, your soul self, not just your human self, right? And so everything really comes down to like, okay, this is all a lot of like fancy talk, but really at the end of the day, what are you doing to ensure your connection, your feeling, your visceral embodied access to the deep sacred current of life force is happening, is moving through you and you're allowing that. And if you're wanting to know, well, how do I do that? The answer is what opens your heart more? What makes you feel lit up more? What lights you up? And how are you then on a daily basis tending to your radiance? It's really, it can be very simple, right? That doesn't mean that it's easy to do, but it's very simple. Kind of like birth and a baby. It's really simple. That doesn't mean it isn't fucking hard. Pardon me. <laughs> but, you know, facts. When we push all of these things out in the polarity teachings, we distort and destroy the experience of men and women. We make them both less than. They are not able to bring through life force in the way that they want. And this distortion, which I've referred to in earlier pieces as kind of the, the AI tech that has created this interference, this technology, esoteric AI tech, I mean, I'm not talking about like, you know, Siri. Um, that has been removed. And so where in the past you have experienced that trying to move through this stuff has felt like, oh, but I'm carrying this 500-pound backpack while I'm trying to climb the mountain. It's really, really, really hard. The removal of that esoteric architecture of interference and of fear has removed that backpack, you just haven't figured out yet, maybe. Maybe you have felt the lightness that has come from that, but there's a habit that the brain has, that the human form has of, I'm used to where I'm at, and that's what I'm used to, and I have my stories and I stick to them, right? So it's time to for you to tell yourself a new story and to allow the possibility that, oh, popping up this mountain is now super easy. I didn't realize how easy mountain climbing was, but taking this 500 pound weight off me made all the difference. Instead of moving up the mountain with like gravity at three times the level, oh, now I'm in super light gravity and I can just bound my way up the mountain, right? So keep working with this, keep feeling into this and understand and start to see where everything I have just described is showing up everywhere around you. The fractalization of these truths are everywhere in society, everywhere in humanity. They are nowhere 
in the natural world, the rest of the natural world, because, of course, humans are in the natural world, but we have really been cut off from it in so many different ways. This is nowhere in the rest of the natural world, these problems that I'm talking about, the correct flow of Trinity-based creation, Trinity-based experience of life force with Alpha, with Omega, that's everywhere, all the time, in everything. But in society, many of you want to understand like what's happening in your experiences in your workplace, in your business, with the investors in your business, with your family, with the people down the block, with your neighborhoods, with your countries, with the politics, with the technologies, with the blah, blah, blah. You'll start to see this is essentially the pattern that is replicating itself everywhere because it's at the end This is the last gasp of it. It's at the end. Now it's dying, but it's going to take a while for those habits, if you will, to kind of die. So, and then the last thing that I want to say about this is related to in the human plane, as we are here now in the collective developing artificial uh, artificial intelligence technologies here now, I want you to really start to feel in to where are human creations containing life force and where are they not. And this is how you can begin to discern what is being created that is correct, that is true, versus what is being created from the old distortion interference. Because if life force isn't in it, You can feel the difference. You can feel the deadness. It's just a deadness. It's just like, "Eh, nothing there. I don't feel anything. It's not there. And I'm going to use the example of all these interesting uh, explosions of uh, artificial intelligence, art-creating technologies that have just been exploding out everywhere. And so people are sort of like, you pop in a few keywords into whatever software you're using, and then it pops out a bunch of artwork at you. And I'm leaving aside all of the very important and real questions that people are raising about the issue of um, intellectual property, because what's going on is that the AI technologies are using essentially digital images of a whole bunch of artists' work without their permission. So what does that even mean if they're then changing it a whole bunch, just blah, blah, blah. But when you look at these images when they're first created, they have this initial, oh, Wow, that's super cool. Oh my gosh, I really love that. And then people go down the rabbit hole of it. And that's the lure of it. But if you just sit with it instead of going down the rabbit hole of of enthusiasm, if you just let yourself stay in neutrality as you sit with it and feel into it, you will feel those images are dead. They don't have life force in them. They just don't. Whether they're videos, whether they're visual static images, whether there's something that's been written. Uh, somebody was just telling me about like apparently somebody fed all the Harry Potter books into an AI and it wrote a chapter. You know, it's dead. It's just dead. You can feel it. And when you if you can't feel it, then go spend time helping yourself learn how to actually feel life force energy, because once you can feel life force energy, then you can feel the absence of it. Some people begin their access to life force energy by becoming aware of the deadness, the feeling of the deadness. And then, you know, because contrast is often and always our teacher. So 
Yeah. So I spent, I was really curious about these AI art things and I was like, Hmm, I want to learn more about this or do I, right? But being in it really helped me to see like, Oh yeah, no. And now I just know right away somebody will share some artwork or they'll use it in their branding or whatever. And I'm just like, eh. It just leaves, it's just flat. It's just dead. Even if it's beautiful, I can feel the deadness in it. And I'm like, mm, I'm out. Um, so that's just me personally. And what I feel is also very correct around this. Um, and I'm just using this one tiny little spot, right? And I'm not dissing technology. I'm not a Luddite. You know, I love my tech. I'm all here for it. I love the internet. It, it creates something really important for humanity as we're bridging forward and uh, and all that. Like, I love all this stuff. And there's a lot of ways the technology is making people's lives better. Feel into, like, where is it correct and where is it not? Where is a life force still flowing and where has it been subtly either hijacked or shut down? That flow of open or constricted? And what degree is the constricting? And for those of you who are in big, like, I'm creating new stuff in the world, feel into this in your creations and in the teams that you're working with. Because if you are creating things that doesn't have that deep sacred current of life force in it, then you're part of the problem, even though I'm confident if you're listening to this that you wanted to be part of the solution, so to speak. All right. So this, all of this functions and exists and supports at every level of your experience. So your individual human experience, what's going on in your smaller groups of humans experience, and then what's happening in larger groups and at the full collective and then humanity as a whole and all of the shifts that humanity is making as it starts really accelerating in the Evo Leap from Homo sapiens into Homo lumens. (laughs) Enjoy the journey. Tend to your radiance. I love you.